Hey besties, and welcome back to the Sweet and Sarcastic Podcast. By now, you guys have probably picked up on the fact that Savannah and I have some pretty different perspectives on things. Don't get me wrong, we both really, really do like the color pink. But we're not talking about just favorite colors here. In this episode, we'll be diving headfirst into our differences and how they have shaped our entire friendship. So let's get into it. Okay. Question. How have our lives looked different from each other's throughout the years? Now, do we want to go like like 2009? Or are we talking like maybe after graduation? <laughs> um, I mean, 2009, like our lives were kind of similar I'd say you know we were both you know in high school we both went to this church camp we both had kind of turbulent childhoods but you know turbulent turbulent in in different ways and then you know after high school again our lives were kind of similar but like never quite matched you know what I mean yeah you like what like, I feel like when we met, like we were. I remember we talked about how we were both super intimidated of each other, and but really, we were we had like the same thought process, so we were on the same mind track, but like totally different, absolutely. And then after high school, again, you know, our lives kind of I feel like we're we're like two strangers in the dark almost that are walking so close to each other but never quite cross paths strangers in the night (laughs) exchanging glances we were strangers in the night no seriously though (laughs) (laughs) well we i'd say we both got married pretty young yeah yeah you know i was i was what 19 when I got engaged and then by the time we got married I had just turned 20. Um, I think it was pretty similar for you. Yeah I got engaged when I was 19. Actually I think it was like literally like a week before I turned 19 so I was almost 19 and then I got married like two months before I turned 21. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got married on the day of my first child's first birthday. Yeah, so if any of you are wondering <laughs> if she was at my wedding, no, she was not. I was not. <laughs> rightfully I was not. so, rightfully so. <laughs> it was. We were also living across the country at that time, too. True. And that's, I mean, that and that, that goes back to what I'm saying, though. Like, you got engaged and you guys moved in together right away. Uh, whereas, you know, me and my husband, we'd been together for like five years, but we'd never lived each other with each other because we, you know, those first five years we were high schoolers. Right. There were, there were different circumstances as well. Like the reason like he and I had moved in together so quickly was because I was having like a rough time at home and I was not thriving there basically. And he really Mm -hmm. wanted to just be there for me and take care of me and show me that there was a different way. Because, you know, we were struggling with different things at different times. Yeah. And whereas, you know, for me, we were, we'd been together for five years, but that was through high school. And then he joined the military right out of high school. So we, our relationship was like 
long distance and minimal communication yeah there for a while so we got engaged we got married and then the entire first month of our marriage we didn't even live with each other he was still on the other side of the country he had to go back and like fill out all the paperwork saying, Hey, I got married. I'm no longer a single soldier. And he had to like set up all of the housing and everything. And that took about a month before I was even able to go out there and live with him. Yeah. I so couldn't, I couldn't do something like that. <laughs> I, I'm too clingy. I need my, I can't do that. Like props to you. It was rough. Cause I am, I am the clingy girlfriend too. Like not going to lie. I am very much like a, sometimes overly affectionate <laughs> yeah but you have like more patience than I do ah uh, that is a learned trait girl that, <laughs> I, that is a craft that I have um refined over the years <laughs> you, have like a, you have like a higher tolerance than I do I I, I try <laughs> you have like a longer fuse like there are just certain things where I just like I've gotten too comfortable in the mindset I will say of if I don't want to, I'm not going to. Yeah. It's all, I almost feel like I am patient to a fault though. Yeah. Like a safety net kind of like a coping mechanism where, you know, if you don't expect anything, then you can never be disappointed. Yeah. But that also ends up hurting you in the end because then you're accepting less than you deserve or yeah. you're normalizing things that really aren't normal what is normal very true <laughs> very true <laughs> but yeah our so our first month of marriage we were nowhere we were across the country from each other and then within the first month of us living together by the end of that month I got pregnant with our first son so like our lives happened really really fast but then for you you it was a little bit slower I mean you were you got engaged really fast but yeah. then you took a couple of years before you guys actually got married yeah we so we started like dating in like October of 2015 and we moved in together and got engaged like all in the same month of December something like that and we didn't that's all in 2015 and like we didn't get married until october of 2017 right so like i said our lives have been kind of like it it's been that slow track like we've been so close to each other just not quite crossing yeah but i mean even though we didn't like get married at the same time have kids at the same time like even though we didn't do any of those things together like it didn't mean that we weren't a part of it with each other Does right even sense? though i wasn't at your wedding exactly still really excited for you and then you know fast forward a couple of years obviously you know you guys didn't stay together right but it's it's weird how this is another instance where our lives were so close and yet not because you guys actually got divorced whereas me and my husband we went through a really really rough time right around the same time you and your husband did but we ended up working it out and it's it's just wild to me how many instances if you sit back and think about our lives like how many instances where we are so 
similar and yet so different. Yeah. So during those times, what are some things you think helped us stay connected? FaceTime, hands down. (laughs) FaceTime. Seriously, though? Because I'm... So there are, like, different types of people. People who only like being texted. People who only like phone calls. People who only like FaceTimes. But, like, I like FaceTiming because it's, like, getting to hang out with them to the best of your ability. I feel like that's, like, the biggest amount of effort if that's what you can do at the time. Like, because her and I don't live anywhere near each other. So that's the closest that I can get to actually hanging out with her. I'm going to take it. So, Mm -hmm. like. Honestly, every time we FaceTimed, it meant the world to me because it meant that I got to see her in real time. I got to talk to her in real time. It, I got to pretend in my head that my best friend <laughs> lived close enough where we could hang out. But in reality, mm-hmm. you know, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like in the early years, uh, I don't want to say early years of our friendship, but like when we first started like, you know, FaceTiming each other, whatever. They weren't, like, now we're to the point where, like, we could sit on FaceTime all day and it's, like, you know, no big deal. Yeah. But, like, at first, our FaceTime sessions were maybe, what, 15, 20 minutes long? Yeah. They were very brief and it was very just, mm-hmm. like, quick life update mm-hmm. and then hang up pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think throughout that whole time, like, we never... Because I'm sure there were instances where, like, you called me and I wasn't able to answer. Probably. You know? But you never, like, made me feel bad about it. Because our lives did look different. You know, there was a there was a period of time where, like, I was a brand new mom living 2,000 miles away from, you know, everything I'd ever known. And you'd, you know, or sometimes, like, our conversations would get cut short because, oh, no, I have to go change his diaper. Or, oh, no, he grew up and I need to go like tend to that like there were and you you never like took those personally or like as an attack like oh she doesn't have time for me anymore no because if I had kids and I had to drop everything like this like I I feel like I say this in every episode at this point like if I if if I feel like you would not hold me accountable for those things like I'm not gonna hold you accountable for those things or like or not accountable but like I'm not gonna hold it against you yeah like putting myself in your shoes definitely like seeing life through each other's eyes right exactly exactly <laughs> like I really just I feel like I'm a very empathetic person I feel like I can relate in certain situations and I try my best to relate to people the best that I can when I meet them or when I interact with them, just so that I guess they always feel like they have someone to talk to, mm-hmm. which might be like, I mean, it's super healthy, but I also feel like that might stem from some super unhealthy things. Like, I feel like maybe I never got that enough, so I'm trying to make sure everybody else is getting that. Mm be the person you needed when you were younger yeah so I feel like I try Mm -hmm. to do that with everybody that I meet it's like a Mm -hmm. camouflage personality where like I try to relate and be like nice and like you know Mm -hmm. try to not fit in but like try to be supportive and be there yeah like I think it's not 
to get people to like me. It's just so that people don't feel alone, I guess. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's, I'm also a very empathetic person. I'm also a very, you know, try to see things from someone else's point of view. But for me, it was more from a place of like a defense mechanism. Like there were things, things that happened, you know, situations that I was up against where I was kind of hurt by the things that happened. And it was almost like a survival school. Like I had to see it from their point of view. Like I had to understand why those things happened the way they happened. So that like, if I can understand that they weren't purposefully trying to hurt me, that they were just doing the best that they could with the tools that they had at the time, it somehow makes me hurt a little bit less because at least now I can understand that the hurt I'm feeling wasn't intentionally placed on me. Yeah. I think that's something that I struggle with big time because like, I don't know. I think to myself, I'm like, they wouldn't do that on purpose to hurt mm -hmm. me, but that doesn't make it hurt any less though. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've had to confront in therapy a lot too, is validating my own hurt. Like, Yes. And then, and then it's like, I, I get, I get to a point where, okay, I under, like I, I got hurt. I understand that they didn't mean to hurt me. So I can't be mad at them, but I'm still feeling hurt and I can't be mad at me for being hurt. So now where does this hurt go? What do I do with it? Yeah. I honestly don't want to confront those parts. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do it because I'd have to confront a lot of people. Yeah, it's hard. It is. Because also, like, the people that I want to confront about that is, like, okay, so I have to validate my own hurt. Tell me how this makes sense. Make it make sense. Okay, I have to validate my own hurt mm -hmm. by talking to the person that hurt me. Mm -hmm. But that person constantly invalidates my hurt. So yeah. how do I? How? Yes. And I think. Like, how do you talk to I someone who invalidates that... your feelings? Right. And I think that's something that has made our friendship so special is because we don't do that to each other. No, because I respect like, you. Mm -hmm. I respect your feelings. Absolutely. I respect that your thought process is different. Mm -hmm. I respect that your life looks different than mine. Absolutely. I take no personal offense in your life looking different from mine. Yeah. I'm no longer sitting here wishing I had, like, I'm not sitting here wishing I had what you had because it's not mine, it's yours. And my life looks totally different. Yeah, and that's okay. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> because there are certain things I don't envy about your lifestyle and that's okay. Yeah. Do I envy you having Trey, the most perfect husband in the <laughs> on the planet? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but do I envy? Taken... Like, I don't want your husband. I don't. <laughs> I don't want your husband. I don't. I just no. miss having someone like that in my life, I guess. Because mm -hmm. I did have that at one point. But I don't 
personally take that on out on you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I am perfectly happy with my life. I am single. I, I think the best perk about being single, especially on Valentine's Day, is <laughs> that I some people might find this gross, but I don't eat at my kitchen table. I used to eat at my kitchen table all the time growing up. I eat in my bed. I don't have to share my bed with anyone. <laughs> I eat in bed. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Nothing. It's mine. <laughs> and see, you were telling me a couple of weeks ago how Trey, like, moves all your pillows and stuff and everything like I think it's great that <laughs> yeah. you guys have separate things for your bed but it would drive me absolutely crazy if, if my partner messed up my bed before I get a chance to mess it up like I'm the one <laughs> making it I'm the one who gets to break it like but I don't have to worry about that because I do I do it myself mm -hmm. but see I love that you love your life and your family and I love your family Mm -hmm. I love that we can be at completely different places and are like we went through similar experiences they were similar in that like we can relate to each other but the way one of us like felt those things and like processed those things was like completely different oh yeah what do you think are some like like we have we have different perspectives obviously like mm -hmm. that was one of the biggest things that we respected about each other's like lives is that we see things differently and one of the biggest things that we were like kind of having an issue with was like naming this episode <laughs> yeah so that was super fun now Taryn and I we don't fight we don't fight yeah. we talk we have feelings times and because we're girls but sometimes <laughs> sometimes there are there are times where we have different perspectives and it causes a little bit of a, a little bit of a rift to get out of my brain <laughs> get out of my brain i was to say that get out of my brain um what are some instances where our perspectives on life have tested our friendship where we've had those <coughs> rifts um this episode in particular but like i honestly feel like we've been tested the most just through the podcast in general you know because the the whole premise of the show and you guys have probably picked up on it by now is literally just us talking about life and our experiences and the way those experiences have have shaped us and it's it's wild to me to see how many experiences we've had that are similar but they shaped us in completely different ways because we are completely different people so you know for example with this episode we settled on life through my best friend's eyes but i <laughs> When we were brainstorming this episode, I was really committed to this idea of talking about it as like how we manage to stay friends through like different phases and stages of our lives. <laughs> and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there was this this disconnect and this tension in the way we 
viewed life basically because the way I look at it is you know life is ever changing ever flowing and we go through phases we you know there there are there at different points in your life nothing is permanent in the sense like the way you experience something is not the way you will always experience it as life goes on your perspective about the thing changes the way you feel about the thing changes so it goes through like phases and stages but she listen an entirely different (laughs) philosophy and i'm i'm gonna stop talking a minute so that you can you can explain your philosophy because it is it is crazy to me how wildly differently we view this. And okay, let me just say that we are not trying. Okay, when we first had this conversation and this first came up, we were trying to figure this out. I personally would like to know how long it took us to pick a name for this episode because it's a long time. Uh, but, I'd say we debated it for like, like 30 an minutes. hour probably. Like it, it took us a while to get to a final decision and like so the tension started building where we thought that so we were both basically trying to over explain and I think we both felt like the other person was trying to convince uh the other person that they were right and that that was like the way of thinking but in reality we were both just overthinking and trying to over explain because we didn't think the other person understood so Mm -hmm. we she's like explaining her whole I feel like it's super disrespectful to call it a theory because that's like philosophy. Philosophy. Okay. Philosophy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Her. She was <laughs> explaining her whole philosophy to me, and in my head, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, wrong." In my head, I'm thinking that, but I'm like, mm-hmm. "We we were like going at we were going back and forth." Where I was like, "I personally do not believe in the word phases in that way." Like, I just didn't think it fit. It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. It still does to this day. (laughs) Where I'm like, I don't particularly like that way of saying things. And Taryn is very particular about how she says things. I found out out that, like, when we're partially scripting out our episodes. Mm -hmm. And I I felt the tension. We were, like, kind of going at it with each other. Um, And I was like... I like raised my hand like I'm in class. And I was like, <laughs> she we, were, did. we were FaceTiming and I, I, I was like, woohoo. Excuse me. Hi. I was like, can we have a, can we brief pause? Uh, I was like, can we have like a feelings talk right now? Because I was feeling so much tension and I felt like we were getting nowhere. And I was like, the only way we're going to fix this is if we talk about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need to talk about what we're doing right now because. I don't want this to escalate any further because I love you too much. I was like, I don't want this to be an actual fight because that would be our first fight. And I was like, this is not worth fighting mm-hmm. over. But like, I yes. so I had to sit there and be like, I understand what you are saying. I believe you understand what I am saying. Can we agree to disagree? Yes. Basically, what it came down mm-hmm. to was we were agreeing to not have the same philosophy on that and be okay with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we did. We were like, "Hey, woohoo!" Hey, it's like, like, hold on a second. We need to we need to take a step back for a minute and look at this 
through each other's eyes. Basically, we had to take a minute and realize, you know, that it's okay for me to think the way that I think, and it's okay for you to think that you think. So then once we were able to get through that initial, like, because something that you said, and it stuck with me, you know, still, we had this conversation weeks ago, and it's stuck with me still to this day. You said you felt like I was trying to convince you that your way of thinking was wrong. Yeah. And that hit me so hard because I was like, no, that's not at all what it is. I was trying to validate my own line of thinking because I kind of, I kind of felt the same way that you were trying to tell me that my way of thinking was wrong. Exactly. And we, we both needed that like reality check. I think that that was our own insecurities getting the best of us like because neither one of us thought that for a second like we were both just making up scenarios in our heads and I (laughs) I I was like wait a minute this isn't real so (laughs) wait a second I like I know her better than that like that is not the vibe that's not who we are (laughs) wait, wait a minute uh one thing one thing I will point out that my ex-husband and I did in our marriage that I will stand by to this day is when we would start like when one of us if one of us would start like raising our voices at the other person we'd be like whoa like pause we don't talk to each other that way and I'm trying to carry that with me through like all of my relationships because it's not just valid in a marriage it's just like if you actually respect that person you wouldn't be talking to them like that Mm mm-hmm I also want to point out that at no point did we actually speak disrespectfully to each other. No. You know, we, we, were... we, we never did like raise our voices. Like there was tension, like we could feel the tension, but it wasn't like we weren't like screaming obscenities at each other or telling each other we were stupid. I think we just internally felt that way. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was like two little baby squirrels trying to communicate. <laughs> like we yes. were both like scared and timid and shaky, like little, like mm-hmm. my dog, basically. Yeah. But I, I, I thankfully had the sense where I was like, brief pause. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I love that you, the next question we have scripted here is how did we overcome those challenges? And we kind of just like effortlessly kind of flowed into talking about that well and I think Um, the thing that you said to me earlier today was we were talking about these matching tattoos that we wanted to get um where they mm -hmm. say she keeps me wild and she keeps me safe um and Taryn was talking about what what were you you said um that I was like bringing out your confidence or something like that I forget exactly. Oh yeah, you You were you were helping me to embrace, have the confidence to chase my wildest dreams. And I feel like that is like the best thing that I can do as your best friend. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the best thing that I can do for you. And I feel like that's really it. Like, I just feel like that's my job. As your best friend, it is my job to be there for you in any capacity that you need. And Mm -hmm. if I continue to show up that way, like, that's what I was doing when I was, like, brief pause. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'm standing up for our friendship. I'm standing up for us because Mm -hmm. if it wasn't me, it would have been you. So can I ask – this is not a scripted question. This is, like, a – 
something that I'm kind of thinking about now. Okay. You said that, that, um, idea that, you know, Hey, this is not how we talk to each other. Let's take a pause and talk through it respectfully was something that you did in your marriage. Mm -hmm. So there was a, and obviously you did end up getting divorced. Mm -hmm. There was a point in my marriage where we did talk about divorce. Um, and we were, we were, we were very, we were very close. Like we were walking that edge. I know it's hard to believe now. Cause you know, the last episode you guys listened to was the Valentine's day episode. And I was just like singing his praises the whole time. But then this, this goes back to my philosophy as, of life being in phases and stages too, because there was a time in our life where it did look like we were going to get divorced. And one of the things that I feel like saved our marriage. Now we, we used to call it um, honesty hour <laughs> where we'd start having an argument and we, the tensions would be high. And then one of us would stop and be like, Hey, can we speak candidly for a minute? Like, can I be brutally honest with you? And you are not allowed to get mad at me. You are not allowed to walk away. You have to sit and listen to what I have to say and really, really listen. And once we started implementing that, we were able to start kind of understanding where the other person was coming from and realizing that a, a lot of the things we were butting heads over were um, just misunderstandings. It was us, our, our brains twisting each other's words. Thousand percent. Um, and that, that saved my marriage. So I'm sure some people are wondering, like, if you guys were doing those things, how come you still ultimately ended up divorcing? Ooh, that is a good question. I was like, I'm, I'm like wondering <laughs> where your thought process is going. I'm like, where is your question? <laughs> um, I had to explain where, why I thought of the question first. Honestly, <laughs> I'm going to Uno reverse this and say it helped us get divorced. That's interesting. Okay. Because it helped us have an open conversation about how unhappy we were. Like we were happy, but not in a way we were supposed to be. And we weren't ready. We realized that this is not like a marriage was not what we needed, which is why he and I are still very good friends today. It helped you divorce peacefully. It helped us realize what was important. I love that. Because what was important, and I said this, like, I said this even a week after we split, and I will still say it till the day I die. My job as his wife at the time was to acknowledge that he wasn't happy. I clearly was not happy. What was important was that we were still supportive. Like That is amazing. What What could we do to make this easier for both of us because like you know that's the thing that people always want in a breakup is just like an easier breakup honestly having an open conversation about why you're breaking up and actually humbling yourself accepting where you went maybe I don't like saying right and wrong but like accepting that it wasn't meant to be in that way if you still don't want to be friends with that person, by all means, don't be friends. If you just need the clean break, go for it. But we still thoroughly enjoyed each other's company and we still loved each other. Just 
not that way. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is why he's still in my life today. Because I still personally see him as family. My family still talks about him and asks how he's doing. Like, Mm -hmm. he's still family. We worked hard. We were together for what I would consider a while, like almost Mm -hmm. five years. Like, yeah. I had a choice to make. I was like, this could be really bad, or we could make some lemonade out of lemons. I love, I love that because that is something that I've been kind of like, as even as we were planning this episode, I've been wondering because, you know, like I said, that's what ultimately saved my marriage. And this is why I think it's so cool that our lives, we, we've gone through similar experiences and yet had completely different outcomes. So it's cool to see how, you know, using the exact same tactics made me and my husband stay together. Whereas you and yours, you guys came to this, I think beautifully, you know, amicable decision. Like you, you honestly not saying that divorce is ever an ideal. And I'm not trying to minimize how hard that was for you. Cause I know it was, Oh, it was but like, hard you guys are the example of divorce done right. Well, see, and I think the key to a divorce done right is, let's see, he and I have been divorced for almost the same amount of time we were together at this point. And Mm -hmm. like the jokes I make about divorce to him, sometimes he gets a little butthurt and I'm like cracking up. (laughs) But then, like, he sees that I think it's funny and he starts laughing a little. Like, we're at that Mm -hmm. place where we can laugh about it. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Like, the fact that you guys are still – I mean, I'd venture to say that he is still, to this day, one of your best friends. He is. I I made a joke the other day about it, and I was like, ha-ha, too soon? (laughs) It's been, like, (laughs) almost five years. (laughs) But I like, love that he's, so much. He's joking right with me. Like he does he does that where he's like, I'll joke about it and he'll pretend to be butthurt about it, but he's actually not. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> do you so do you think that there are some things that we appreciate more about the other person when we learn about our differences? Like this, like we just kind of we didn't really know that this was a difference of opinion that we had with the title thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, what do you think we got out of that? Something we appreciated from that experience of, like, learning that difference? I think, personally, my favorite part is is just that we were able to accept the differences without, I mean, yes, there were moments where we were feeling butthurt. But, like, after we talked about it, we realized that we were essentially hurting our own feelings. Pretty much. I mean, uh, if anyone's going to hurt my feelings, it's going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think what I appreciate the most is how we are able to kind of pull each other back to reality when we notice the other person starting to kind of spiral or even noticing ourselves starting to spiral. Like we've gotten to a point where if we start to feel like we're spinning out of control, we're 
because I mean, there, I mean, there were instances too, where I was kind of struggling a little bit. And I was like, Hey, I need to talk to you about this thing. Because, you know, if I continue to sit on it, I'm going to start, you know, building resentment. And I never, ever, ever want to resent our friendship. I feel like you and I have gotten better at coming to each other, coming to each other with a problem, like faster, instead of letting it fester, because you and I had this conversation the other day, like, Mm -hmm. not like we don't talk every single day, but like my point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We We talk every day, but we used to like, we would avoid the hard topic yeah like we've gotten better at like just like talking about it immediately because we both figured out that when one of us or both of us has a problem we ended up like avoiding each other and we like wouldn't talk for days mm-hmm. and we'd that's be how like, you know there's something wrong yeah we'd be like well we should probably talk about this <laughs> yes <laughs> But, like, it's gotten so much easier because I think that intimidation that we first initially felt is still kind of there a little bit. But I think that intimidation stems from a place of love because we value this friendship so much that, like, any small sense of turbulence kind of, like, at least for me, I can't speak for you, but, like, for me, any small sense of turbulence kind of rocks me to my core and I go into a panic, like, oh my God, is this it? Is this the moment that's going to break us and like, we're not going to be friends anymore? Which logically, I know that that is accurate, but I still, I get so like scared because I care so much. Like this is a relationship that I value and I don't want to lose. Aw. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. I love you. I love you. Ew, take that out. <laughs> Never. That, that was too gushy for me. Take it out. No. I'm going to leave all this in. Oh, Every no. bit of it. No, no. <laughs> I have an image to maintain. Um, Fine, if the world sees that you actually have a heart. <laughs> what heart? <laughs> what heart? That's a shout out to my queen. <laughs> if you know, you know. I appreciate that you you listen to me. I think that's what I've learned to appreciate like because of our differences. I've learned to appreciate the fact that you actually listen to me. Does that does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> it does. I mean, I trying to figure out how I want to word this. Like that answer kind of made me sad. not not because like I mean human connection though and like the fact that that's what you value the most is the fact that I listen like makes my heart hurt for your other relationships like I'm like I'm I'm a little because I'm like wait a minute does that mean like you're not feeling heard in other areas and that just makes me sad because you I think are one of the coolest people I know. And I can't imagine like you have so many cool ideas and you have like such a unique way of looking at the world. And like to think that people aren't like 
listening to you when you talk about that makes me sad because like they are missing out on a lot. <laughs> I want you to know what my face looks like right now. It's like the cartoon <laughs> with my eyebrow up like, huh? <laughs> Cuz but like do you get what I'm saying though? I I get. I get what you're saying. I I guess it's just that like I don't know. You and I are so different, but we also are we have the capability of seeing each other through each other's eyes because we have a mutual understanding of like what we're feeling. Cause we're, I, I don't know. You and I are just connected in some weird fucking way and I don't fucking <laughs> understand it. I'm still learning. I love it. <laughs> but like we have this capability of seeing each other through each other's eyes. And I think that that makes us like, we're so different, but we're connected. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to talk to other people the way that I talk to you because yeah. they just they don't listen to me the same way, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel really heard or maybe intellectually challenged when I talk to other people or I feel like mm-hmm. I'm not being taken seriously. Like I actually said to you the other day where I was like, hey, thanks for letting me just be myself around you. And I'll be (laughs) doing the dumbest shit. Like, I don't know. I'll be sitting in my chair just like staring at nothing. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't even question it. She's like, you do you, babe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Because I can go off and do my weird shit around you too. Like neither, you know, we both have, I don't want to call them flaws. Let's call them quirks. You know, we 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 both have things that, because for example, this morning, okay, we're getting ready to hop on here record. Today is Valentine's Day as we're recording this, and I am like high vibe right now. Like, you know, on cloud nine, you guys know I love the holidays. Valentine's Day is like the girliest of all girly holidays. So I'm just like in a super like enthusiastic and good mood today and i could see it in her face as soon as she answered our facetime because we we facetime before we record to kind of like get our bearing kind of prep a little bit yeah yeah and i could see it in her face that she was just she was having a completely different kind of day and i apologize i was like i'm sorry i feel like you're like too happy for you today let me just say she's wearing like cute like a cute valentine's sweatshirt and like red lipstick and she looks fan fucking tastic and i have been wearing the same fallout boy t-shirt for like two days and i smell so bad (laughs) that's just kind of how our days are going yeah (laughs) but she still kind of lives in my brain a little bit which is weird (laughs) yeah even though we're on completely different wavelengths in that sense we can still our our perspectives are different but we can still line up and like talk through it despite being in like totally different paths right now and I feel like that's kind of the pattern that we've just perfected over the years because you and I have never been in the same place at the same time like life wise for and also physically most of the time yeah but I just mean like I feel like you and I have kind of just been perfecting this over the time span of our relationship because 
every time you and I have reconnected, it's just been better. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just like every time, every time we would talk, each time it got a little bit better. Our friendship got a little more solid. We started mm-hmm. caring a little more about the other person. Like, we built a pretty solid friendship. Long distance mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Dundee goes too. <laughs> you, why are you laughing? You don't even get the reference. Hey, I at least know it's from The Office. Okay. 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 I just, I don't watch The Office. I literally. I, I know small references. I literally said to her yesterday, I love my, I was like, my favorite thing is when Michael is falling in love with Holly for the first time. And she's like, I literally, what? I texted back, huh? <laughs> I knew, I knew it was The Office because I know who Michael is, but I, I couldn't tell you who Holly is. The love no of his idea. life. <laughs> Actually, it's well, not. I gathered that now. <laughs> it's not actually. Uh, Steve Carell's wife is his girlfriend Carol in the beginning of the show, which I find to be one of the best facts about The Office because she like hated him so much in the show. This is just uh, another example of us being, you know, different from each other because she loves The Office and I just. I could never get into it. Like, I tried. She came and spent the night here once, and she tried. I think we watched the first maybe two or three episodes, okay. and I just okay. – it is, it is not my kind of humor. Like, I – Which shocks know. me. It shocks me. It truly does. Because I love Family Guy. Exactly. I love Family Guy. Makes <laughs> no sense at all. Did you even get to the episode where Kelly slaps Michael? who kelly is so probably not no you you, the second i see that episode i'm hooked i'm pretty sure it's the first episode i'll have to give it another try maybe i wasn't in the right mindset for it maybe i'll have to try it again okay we'll see when you do you have to tell me okay we'll (laughs) see (laughs) that's the favorite thing about us though is that like we each other out of our comfort zones but it's in a way that we feel safe enough and comfortable enough to step out of our comfort zones does that make sense yeah like, we are we're like each other's little like cushion <laughs> that doesn't seem healthy <laughs> we we motivate each other okay. we're like each other's like cheerleaders and like number one fans like we have genuine love for each other to a point where stepping out of our comfort zones feels less scary yeah it's not enabling it's supportive yes exactly uh and on that note i think we're gonna end today's episode um if you found value in this episode share it with your best friend and let them know what you appreciate most about them And be sure to come back next week when we talk about setting boundaries and how it's okay to just say no. Bye, besties. Bye, besties. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Sweet and Sarcastic. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to like and follow us on Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts. To get even more of your new online besties, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sweet and Sarcastic Podcast. 
In the meantime, we can't wait to meet you right back here next Monday at midnight.